This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Magnetic Life. Today I'm here with a very special guest and she just might be my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Introducing Laura Elliott. Laura is a gerontologist and dementia care specialist with Dementiability Enterprises. Over the last few years during the pandemic, she found that the state of healthcare was taking a huge toll on her mental health and wanted to find an outlet that would allow her to express her creative side and love of fashion. Laura decided to start a side business called Pretty Little Style, where she helps women find their confidence. Yeah, that's cute. She (laughs) offers closet purges, online or in-person shops, and virtual styling support. She has also begun to build an online community where she shows up authentically as herself, in a beautiful mid-sized body, hoping to break the stereotype that fashion is only for one body type. Her business is not just about fashion. It is about helping women feel good in their body because it's theirs for life. And I will just add the side note that Laura is like one of the funniest and most sparkliest <laughs> gals around. So, um, and I'm not just saying that cause she's my sister, but she is pretty special Can be confirmed by Koa Hudson and Summer <laughs> James, her niece and nephew. So welcome Laura. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> I don't know. And I didn't even have to pay you to tell me I'm funny. It's nice. <laughs> well, I think something I really want to share before we open up the questions is I don't think I ever truly understood body image stuff until I had babies. I was always just so naturally thin And even when I had patients, like I could have empathy, but I couldn't like feel the empathy of like, oh my goodness, you know, I want to feel a certain way or weight to feel valid and worthy. And then through having babies and different body changes, I really now understand why this is an important conversation. So with that being said, Laura, why don't you start by telling us about your journey to arriving at more peace with your body image. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you say that because I've had so many people reach out to me and say that one of the reasons that they really struggle on a lot of online platforms and et cetera, is they just can't see themselves in other women or in their journeys or et cetera. And I think that's why I feel it's so important for me to do this work Mm -hmm. is because I felt the same way for so long. I couldn't find anyone who really got it. And so I thought that I could be that person. Mm -hmm. So honestly, I, when I look back in my life, I can't remember a time in my life. I didn't feel uncomfortable in my body. I went through so many years of, uh, discomfort, but I even remember specific times, like adults in my life telling me I was fat, telling me I was overweight. (sighs) Um, (laughs) 
I remember at one dinner, uh, there was this man um, who was a family friend and he said, well, uh, you've gotten uh, fat lately. And I looked back at him in the face and I said, I wouldn't be talking if I were you. <laughs> and I gave him a piece of my mind, but so good. <laughs> I think I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my gosh. And even there was a time when someone close to me told me my arms were fat and I spent the next years covering up my arms and not showing them in public. And I remember I just decided I'd had enough. I kept joining weight loss programs and I lost weight. And But what I realized was that I was attaching all of my happiness to weight loss, that I only felt worthy when I was smaller or when I felt like I fit into a certain standard. And what I really realized was that when I really thought about it, when I was actually the most happy was when I felt physically well, when I felt I was meeting, I have endometriosis. And when I was nourishing my body properly, I felt physically well, I felt better. And in November of 2020, um, at the end, a good friend of mine that I, we grew up with, Emily Fife, passed away. And I remember just bawling my eyes out on years, feeling like the weight of the year letting go. And Ben said to me, my partner, he said, what are you going to do to move forward? And I just realized Emily lived this such full life in her mm -hmm. 27 short years. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to embrace life. And I, I realized one of the things that was holding me back was my attachment to my body and my weight and not exploring the things that I love because I was so scared of showing myself and letting other people see my, my body. And when I was able to work through that mm -hmm. and find a community that were doing the same things, I was finally able to find this release. And for the first time in my life, I'm like showing up to things as I am and just embracing it. And yeah, I have yeah. crappy days. <laughs> for sure. Um, You're a human. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's really freeing once you get to the point of realizing you don't get a second chance at life and you have to embrace this one as yourself. And it's about feeling good in terms of your health, your wellness and et cetera. And even if you can't have that because of illness, then what are you doing to make it better for yourself as well? And I mean, you're the one who inspired me through that. So, um, I, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. We've kind of been each other's teachers, right? Cause I'm like the health guru. Like I study everything to do with the human body. And then you kind of carved the way with the more body awareness piece. And yeah. when I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't go to events. I'm too like heavy to be seen. We like talked that through together and deconstructed what that meant. And, um, you offered well, a lot of good. reframes for sure. Because that's the other thing too, is finding clothes that even if you're not feeling a hundred percent great, yeah. you can still show up because your clothes express who you are. And I don't, I never want to say the word hide. You never hide behind clothes, right. but at least, you know, Hey, do you know what? 
this is a great outfit. <laughs> I know this outfit looks good. And even if I don't a hundred percent feel fantastic, yes. mm-hmm. I'm going to let my outfit do the work for me. And then what's going to happen is when you show up, people are going to be like, you look so good. This is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I love this. And it comes, it comes when you feel good. And the irony, there's a couple pieces of irony and you kind of talked about it, um, with what you just shared is that we all think, and I did it too. I'm like, people won't love me if I am heavier, which is really odd. And you think about the people you enjoy being with the most and they're really funny or really inspirational or really wise or silly and they have life stories to share and you're not so fixated on what do they look like so in my opinion when we're really tied up in how we look there's potentially a lack of alignment in your life because the people who love you they love you and anything else is just a in my mind, a performance or a show. So that's also a bit of a self-introspective question. And I forgot to mention on the intro because I got all relaxed because it's my sister here. (laughs) (laughs) I am a mindset coach. So we're constantly looking into, well, what's the meaning behind the thought, right? So um, when we feel this way, Laura gets to go and style people and help them feel really sharp in their outfits. And I get to help deconstruct what's the thought? What does it mean? Why is it there? What can we do about it? So yeah, that's just a thought there. Where are you going that you feel like you'd be so rejected or commented on or critiqued, right? Um, Yeah. Okay. Awesome shares. So are there any other kind of common unhealthy messages in the fashion and beauty industry you think are important to share? Yeah. And the, the thing that's been really, I I've struggled with for so long is when you think of fashion, you think of thinness and we grew up with magazines and TV shows only sharing images, um, uh, or videos of thin woman. Um, and any person bigger than a size six was labeled as fat and it was shameful. And I found that this was really reflected in clothing brands as well, because a lot of brands, their sizing only went up to a size 10 or a 12. And I'll never forget a day shopping with my best friend. And I went to the biggest size and standard sizing and it was too small. So I said, okay, do you know what? I'm going to try plus sizing, see how it fits. Did not fit. It was, it was too big. And it was so frustrating because I didn't fit anywhere and it Mm -hmm. made you feel irrelevant. It's like you don't fit in either world. And it was so hard to feel like I belonged in fashion at all when the clothes weren't fitting. And we see that a lot with also the fact that a size 10 is not a size 10 in every store, that it's all curved. It's all based off of the way things are selling. It's based off of that brand's interpretation of a size 10. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard to witness the fashion industry just constantly focus on smaller sized individuals. And this fashion week this year put us back a lot because there was very little representation of larger bodies. And it's, I had a few people messaging me being like, well, like Ashley Graham was there fantastic but that's one person and one person can't represent mm-hmm. a population of people that's a large group of individuals who wear clothing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so 
And then I like, even I've had a couple of clients, um, who are, who I've been taking to the malls and we go to some of the plus size stores and all of the styles are from like 10 years ago. So yeah. So they're not putting effort into that side of fashion. So I will say there are a lot of brands who are becoming more inclusive. They're having curve lines. They're trying to open up the Mm -hmm. uh, conversation around it and et cetera. However, there's still so much work to be done. And one of the things I always encourage is when you're shopping for clothes, look at the sizing and ask yourself, is this something that's inclusive for all bodies? And I know I'm bad at not always Mm -hmm. shopping at inclusive brands, but it is something I've been challenging myself to do more and more, um, moving forward. And yeah, it's funny whenever you kind of enter into a niche in life, you start to see that there is a lot of work to be done. And that's why these conversations are important, right? Um, we want to be advocating for healthy humans here, not one size fits all, right? And even just me with my training in um, naturopathic medicine and nutrition, the way a lot of these models are showing up, these weights aren't even healthy. Like I don't even know people are having enough food, right? So there's so many issues as it is at the fashion industry. Um, yeah, so many good points here. And the other thing I just wanted to say too, is that I have friends in my life who are quite small Mm -hmm. and they also struggle to even just find clothes that fit them well. Mm -hmm. And so it is applicable to everyone. Like Mm -hmm. there are, to your point, you are naturally thin for Mm -hmm. most of your life Mm -hmm. and even just going to throw you under the bus here, but you even (laughs) struggle to find jeans that fit properly for your specific type. Because it was the ideal body was thin waist, big hips, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so if you were typically straight or if you didn't have like certain assets or whatever, it was also hard to shop. So it's, I, I want, one of the things I always talk about is that it is tough for all women, that even women of smaller sizes and smaller bodies also struggle because the, a lot of the clothing brands are making things just like cookie cutter and not considering different body types and like like bathing suits, a girl could be very big chested, but then have a small rear. And so having bathing suits be one size top and bottom, it's not going to work. Yeah. And this just speaks to, we're not acknowledging individuality enough in life in so many places. Right. And there is like a naturally healthy thin, like there's, there's so many issues across the board. So that's a really good point. Um, as you kind of found your path. So a lot of what we talk about on this podcast is how people didn't follow the straight and narrow in life. So straight and narrow would be like, oh, from high school into post-secondary into doctor school and then stay in doctor for life. Like for many people, it's a twisty, turvy, topsy, curvy kind of path. So were there any voices or inspirational people who kind of helped guide you onto this part of your path? Yeah. um, And I know that you know this, that uh, the person who literally changed my life was the bird's papaya, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sarah Landry. Um, the minute I found her, I was like, I thought we were best friends and she has no idea. What I, am. <laughs> I 
<laughs> but it's like a joke that like I'll tell like did you see what Sarah did today and like I, like we're the best of friends and I'm pretty sure she has no idea who I am but <laughs> she does the way that she runs her page of that it's like hey see me as I am I'm mm-hmm. relaxed in my body and this is like set me known um I was so inspired by her and like I just always thought like could I do that no I couldn't I I don't know. And I absolutely adored her humor that she goes, that she does with everything. But the other things that has been so empowering for me is finding women on social media who have paved the way for mid-sized girls to find a community. So for those of you who don't know what Mm -hmm. mid-size is, mid-size are about size eight to about size 14, 16. And it's, What happened, and as I said before, is that girls in that size sometimes could not find clothes because Mm -hmm. we didn't fit in standard sizing and we didn't fit in plus size. Mm -hmm. And a lot of communities have said, oh, well, it's just another way for uh, people to say, oh, we're not plus sized. But that wasn't the problem. I had, as I said, I had no issue trying on plus size clothes. The problem was, is that they did not fit. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with plus size individuals um, trying to find clothes that don't fit in standard sizing. It's, yeah, it might be a little bit different, but the point is more that if you don't feel that you belong, you don't feel that you belong. Your struggle is valid no matter what. And so influencers like Chelsea Light, Blonde Haynes, Olivia Frida Curves, Bonnie Warwick, um, Mika Zahn, all of the mid-size queens who are just showing up and like saying, Hey, this is what this, these clothes look like on this body. And we belong in fashion too. It's just really inspiring. And it really helped me feel like, wow, maybe there's a place for me. Um, for sure. And that's so important on our life path is to find the people because when you have a little tug in your belly or your hurt and you're like, Oh, that excites me. That's usually just a clue that you want to be doing it too. And you're going to be able to do it and do it as good as other people because no one's going to do it like you. So exactly, I'm happy you took the leap. You were like, I am good enough. I can do that. And you add your own unique flair. You're just as funny as the bird's papaya. <laughs> like, that was like the nicest thing. Now I just need her to say it to me and I'm just like set for life. But I will also just say that Charlie Goss, I found her uh, through my sister-in-law and she reignited my love for fashion after the pandemic. Nice. Um, and I love her saying F flattering fashion is for all. And I think that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, to finish up our chat about the birds papaya, I've, I'm usually pretty casual quote, quote unquote celebrities, but knowing my sister, this was like her great love. I ran into Sarah at a <laughs> park and I was not casual at all. I was like, Sarah, go, you changed my sister's life. And I was postpartum. So I started bawling. I'm like, thank you for that. And she was so gracious <laughs> and, you know, chatted with me, but it was not, I've, I've met a lot of celebrities and I was not casual about that one so (laughs) (laughs) you were like just manifesting me (laughs) yeah (laughs) so what would you say is um the most common negative belief that comes up for yourself so this is like a super important question because we all have them and I think we need to open up the conversation that negative beliefs are part of all of us and just keep make it more regular. So what would you say are the mindset tricks you've used to turn things around? So 
when I, I caught myself so many times, I would be on social media, I'd be watching TV and I'd see this like beautiful girl wearing these beautiful clothes, whatever. And I always said the same thing. I would say, must be nice. Mm-hmm. What a toxic thing to think yeah. mm-hmm. because then I'm saying for what that simple reason that their life is just that much better because of this thing. Mm-hmm. And what I, what I realized is I couldn't, I, the reason I was saying that is because I was not happy in my own skin. Yeah. And I felt I had to hide. And what I was seeing in them was that they didn't have to hide. And so I was not letting people see my arms. I was covering up my stomach, et cetera. And this actually really goes back to what we talked about before. You're not fooling anyone. <laughs> like you can wear baggy clothes all day long. Mm-hmm. You can wear long sleeve shirts. The only person you are hiding from is yourself. And your friends and family see you at relaxed angles all the time, <laughs> but we don't see it ourselves. Yeah. And we trust them to see them us like that because we know that they're not going to hurt us with words or judgments if they're the right people, obviously, um, because we trust them. And something I've had to learn is to trust myself mm-hmm. and to let myself see myself without the negative self-talk. And that's one of the hardest things you will ever have to do that when you are looking at yourself in the mirror, you don't say, "Ugh, I'm so ugly or, oh my gosh, my arms are so fat. You talk to yourself like you're your best friends in the entire world. And you don't let yourself be mean to yourself because I'm going to tell you that that's the thing that keeps reiterating that negative self-belief and why we attach so much of our self-worth to our vanity, to our looks. And so the number one thing I say to my clients when we talk about how they don't feel so, I've, I hear all the time, I'm going to look so fat if I wear that oversized thing. I'm going to look like um, uh, like a detective uh, trying <laughs> to hide a naked body if I wear a trench coat. Like It's <laughs> like, I get it all. And I say the only way that you can change it is through exposure. Mm-hmm. And that you have to, um, you just have to, look at yourself in the mirror, look at yourself on your camera. So I always got made fun of because I would walk by a mirror and I would look at myself and people would be like, you like what you see? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Thanks for asking. So because the more you expose yourself to you, it becomes less of a shock. If you stand relaxed, completely naked in the mirror and look at every single angle, it's not a shock when you see that on a camera and it doesn't devastate you as much because you said, yep, it's old news. I know. That's fine. <laughs> and That's my favorite part of the interview. It's old news. <laughs> it's, old news. it's fine. We're wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, it's true. And you said something that actually just kind of blew my mind. I've just been sitting here picturing it since you said it. You said relaxed angles, which isn't a term I've ever even heard of. But it really speaks to our culture, how we're supposed to be like sucked in, poised, and postured all the time which is mostly a consequence of social media. So the fact we even have to think of that, I don't think our grandmas had to think of relaxed angles. They just lived. (laughs) 
And, and I think I always say to you, <laughs> when I see like Koa just like sitting before his bath, like his belly hanging out, just like the happiest little bug in the whole world. I'm like, that's the energy I want. I want baby Kid boy, energy. very relaxed after his oat milk and lentil chips. Just <laughs> feel good to jump in that bath. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. And I think that that is honestly, those are the things that change for me. So I've been showing up on social media that I'm not sucking in my stomach or wearing a pair of Spanx, that this is my stomach. This is the way I look. And if you saw me in person, you probably see those relaxed angles. So why would I try and hide that if that's what you're going to see anyways? This is who I am. Take it or leave it. And there were so many years I wanted to hide it because I was scared ex-boyfriends would see it or ex-friends and they would talk about it behind my back. But if that's all they have to talk about, well, like that's really exciting for them because I'm really cool. And like, if they want to talk about me and I'm like important enough to talk about, like, wow, like enjoy it. Also talk about my great hair, honestly. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) And then record it and send me a video and be like, hey, we just talked about you behind me. Thinking of me, I was just listening to um, uh, influencer on. She teaches how to be really good at social media. Her name is Jasmine Star, and she was saying in her podcast that sometimes people who are making fun of her by mistake send it to her instead of their friend, and they're oh, like, God. "Oh my gosh, is she not so embarrassing the way that she danced on there?" And she said something good, which is people are going to be talking about you no matter what. If you're doing nothing about it, they're going to talk about that. And if you're doing something about it, so just decide what makes you happy because we think we're going to do this magical formula where people don't talk about us. Yeah, right. So I love what you said. You're just like, okay, sure. If you want to talk about me, bring up how great my hair looks too. Right. Just and like, honestly, and they're talking about me and like, maybe someone else will hear and be like, you know, I actually really like girls who have a bit of a belly. I'd like to follow her. And now I got another follower. Thanks to you. So perfect. Yeah. It's like, I like real follow. Exactly. That's same with me. Everyone has to be real or I can't deal. Like when there's fakeness, my whole body seizes up and I just go quiet and I can't say anything. I know. Um, so what advice would you give to women and girls who are being really hard on themselves? And I think it's important to clarify here for both of us, even though we both have found a lot of tools, we're still on the journey. We're not perfect. We don't feel good every day. You know, even me with my postpartum journey, there's some days I'm like, I grew a baby. I am amazing. And some days I'm like, oh my goodness, who are you? You don't fit in anything. You don't deserve to go to that event. You don't look nice. So it's it's an evolving journey. And I think it's dangerous to ever say it'll ever 100% go away. So with that caveat, what would you say to women and girls being hard on themselves to start the self-growth journey? Sometimes I prefer the word, rather than body positivity, I prefer the term body neutrality. And rather than saying like, I feel so good. I'm sexy. Look at this ass, like whatever. (laughs) I just, if I'm having a hard day, rather than what we tend to go towards is I don't look good. My arms look big, whatever. Mm -hmm. And rather making it a fact 
And so it's body neutrality. This is how I am feeling. And rather than beating myself up about it, just choosing to accept that that's just, it's a fact. That's just what it is. And that's on the hard days. I work really hard to just acknowledge how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And the only way to change your own narrative is to write it yourself. And you have to do the work. You can't wake up one day and be like, wow, all of a sudden I am confident. I feel (laughs) great. It's just not the reality. So the number one thing I always talk about is purge your social media. If people you are following do not make you feel good, bye. Goodbye. See you later. Mm -hmm. If they, and I actually, like I got called out because I unfollowed someone that like I know. And one of my friends found out, she's like, stop. Like, I cannot believe you did that. I'm like, sorry, she didn't make me feel good. And I, I'm not going to apologize for it, even though I just kind of did. But my point is more (laughs) that what we expose to in the world is like our food. Mm -hmm. It can nourish us or it can make us feel sick. It can make us feel ill. It can make us feel not good. (laughs) And so when you take in the content that is nourishing, it is relatable. It is, wow, that makes me feel so much better. You begin to change your own narrative. But the other thing is too, that I cannot reiterate enough is the only way to build yourself up is to also bring other people with you while you do it. Mm -hmm. And I've talked so many times with my best friend about this. My best friend, she's tiny. She's like so naturally thin. And there was years I compared myself to her and I just opened up to her about this recently. And I said to her, I'm not going to lie to you. Like there was years it was really hard for me that like, I was so much bigger than you. I'm also taller than you. And I felt like I was towering over you. And the thing that was so special to me that she said to me, she said, I have to tell you, I never knew because you never made me feel that way. And I think that that's something I'm actually very proud of in myself Mm -hmm. is that I was able, even in my hardest moments, I didn't break down the other people around me. And that's something that is going to be so important moving forward for all women is to continue to build up the other people in their community while they're building themselves up and on your bad days, go out of your way to make someone else feel better. And it will in turn help you feel better. Yeah, you're saying something very, very important because there's two ways when we feel crappy. We either call in Grace. Grace, please guide me. I don't feel great. I'm going to do the self-work here. Or there's like, I feel awful. Uh Uh-uh. No, you're all going to feel awful, right? And I, I think that's very important to... especially to young girls, right? Younger people who are learning how to handle the stress. So that sounds like you were really able to channel grace and love for that person in your life and keep doing the inner work, right? There's lots of good nuggets there. If you're listening, I would just re-listen to that whole little spiel again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other thing I just wanted to mention before um, we head to our final questions is, I think it's important, Laura said consumption. And I think 
you know, a lot of people have um, awareness of what they put in their body. So um, I would like to eat a smoothie or a salad today to feel good. So that's a very physical form of consumption. But social media, we it's almost um, like the difference between spending $10 versus your debit. When the $10 is gone, you're like, oh, I just used up $10. When it's your debit, it's like, what? I just spent money. So yeah. with social media, we don't actually acknowledge the consumption because it's so astral. It's all out there. And so if we start to um, be really, really cognizant of it, like when we sit to choose a meal to make us feel good, that really changes the game. So if you haven't done it yet, schedule yourself an hour and sit on your social and just be like, good, 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 good. No, thanks. And just spend the time doing it to kind of clean out that those beliefs, psychologies, those yummy feelings. And I think that's a really killer tip there. Because I'm going to tell you, I actually find social media my safe place lately because I found the right people for it. And so it can be a good thing because it also is spreading awareness on important topics and helping people to find their place. Yeah. If you haven't found your place yet, keep looking, keep looking and find the communities, whether it's, do you value humor? Do you value health? Do you value fashion? Do you value body neutrality? And you'll start, once you follow a few of them, you kind of get guided to the other people, which is really cool. Um, so what is one thing women can do every day to make peace with their body? And then you and I changed to this question a little because peace with their body sounds like me, but then to make it have a little (laughs) bit of Laura zip to it, I said, and to feel sexy as fuck, (laughs) um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, go to the party wearing a tight dress, even though you don't want to, or you feel bloated. Uh, for me, I always started wearing my hair up even though I feel very out of my comfort zone with my hair up. I've always felt like a boy. Um, (laughs) Things like on the days that you want to just crawl under the comforter and go to bed um, and because you don't feel good, go to the party anyways. Mm -hmm. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable because when you look back in 20 years, you're going to say, I showed up no matter what. And one of my favorite things, I was talking to someone who I've connected through one of my communities and I just adore her. She always, she has a daughter and she said, I never want something I do for my daughter to see it and to take that on and that be a part of her story. She said, we're going to rewrite it. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I have started challenging myself to show up on social media with a relaxed stomach and wearing my hair differently, not having posed pictures or doing things that made me feel um, like I was in fashion, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But the more I do this, the amount of people I've had reach out to me who said, hey, I heard your message that said, buy the size that fits, not the one that you want to be. And I actually sized up and I'm finally wearing jeans. Or cool. I had someone say, I was like the messages from people just saying, like, I heard your voice in my head. And I'm like, me, I was like, one time I was teaching a workshop and someone said, I really had a really annoying, well-pitched voice. So I'm really sorry. A, that was in your head, but B, yes, girl. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, rewrite the rules. That's really good. I think that that's Like, don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. And if you're afraid that people are going to judge you, then you're around the wrong people. Yeah, I 
Amen to that. Because <laughs> yeah. you would um, never judge me. You'd just be like, yes, I love it. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah. Just that's, that's, I really like that. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think because Laura and I are working on a little fusion here with this podcast, my uh, mindset tip would be when you wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and even if you don't feel like you can say, Emily, I love you, Laura, I love you to yourself, get like a body moisturizer or something and just take some time. And as you're putting your moisturizer on sign, like, I love you arm. I love you hand. And over time that starts to build up. So that's uh, two practices you can do uh, with Laura and Emily fashion mindset fusion over here. (laughs) Um, And then the finale question for every guest, what would you say makes a person magnetic? I would say what makes a person magnetic is being unapologetically themselves. Mm -hmm. Is that I hid for so many years. I was told I was too much. Mm -hmm. I was told that I was loud or whatever. And I was so unconfident for so long. And I had so much social anxiety. I missed so many first periods, just like having like chronic stomach upsets because I had so much social anxiety. And like when I started being unapologetically me, people connected with that because they were like, wait, it's okay to do that. It's okay to just be who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that it makes you magnetic. It makes people feel connected to you because they want more. They want to know how to do it. They want to know your secret. And I, people have said to me, like, what's your secret to like body confidence or body neutrality or whatever. And I said, I don't have a secret. My secret is that it's just me. I did the work. I put in the effort and I have a really, really great community Mm -hmm. who builds me up. I have a fantastic sister, like literally the best sister in the entire universe. Um, My partner always makes me feel like Mm -hmm. a 10. He's always so supportive, so loving, um, always lovely. And Mm -hmm. I have the most incredible friends. And yeah, there's some days that aren't great, um, but I keep doing the work. And on those tough days, that's what it's about. And when you want to give up, you say, what's the alternative? And in order to get over something, you have to go through it. You can't just get to the other side. Mm-hmm. It's the journey that brought you there. And that's what you're going to remember. That's what you're going to look back on and see, holy crap, look how far I came. What well, some real wisdom drops there. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can follow me at prettylittlestyle.ca uh, or you can find me on Instagram at uh, pretty, pretty little Laura, but that's two A's, L-A-A-U-R-A. And uh, I'm here all week. <laughs> and uh, if you're like on the fence about getting some styling work with Laura, I'd say just do it. It's super affordable and she... It's it's kind of like that little secret key to unlock a door to confidence when you're feeling good in your clothes and open up this conversation. So I would say, do it, do it, do it if you're on the fence. And uh, to circle back to Laura's final comments there, some food for thought to take into your week is... 
When people say to you that you're too loud, too much, too whatever, it's often because they haven't made peace with that side of themselves. So they want, they want that they're looking for it. So rather than step into it, they put down the person that makes them see, Hey, I have growth here. Right. So if there's someone in your life, that's constantly critiquing you, just ask yourself, what do I know about that person? Okay. That makes sense. That, that wasn't even my shit. That was there. So yeah, that was a really great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, thank you. No, thank you is my new favorite thing. I'm just like, thank you for that. No, thank you. (laughs) I love that for us. (laughs) Um, yeah. So anyways, thank you. That was a absolutely wonderful interview and I'm sure people will find it a lot of resonance if you want to apply for Laura to be your sister, you can because she's mine and <laughs> such a great sister. But if you but do want to get is single. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get in touch with Laura, all the links will be in the show notes. And if you're looking to learn more about mindset coaching, my information will be that down there too. And wishing everyone a wonderful week. See you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening today. It truly, truly means the world. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate if you took a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to The Magnetic Life. Thank you again. I wouldn't be here without you.